episode number five, the fifth episode of the Don't Start a Band podcast. Backseaters shows we got coming up. October 5th, we're playing at Solid Grounds Coffee House. It's a free show and it's an acoustic show. So come on down and enjoy some acoustic Backseaters Coffee House vibes. On October 14th, we're playing a benefit show for Colin and Patrick at Herman's Hideaway. The proceeds from that show will be going to Patrick and his family for his medical bills and to Colin's family as well. Today, my guest is the singer and guitarist for a band called Charlie Horse. He's a super nice guy. Everybody, please welcome Mike Schrader. Cue the music! What is up? Don't start a band episode number five with Mike Schrader. If I said Thomas anywhere else, I'm sorry. His real last name is Schrader. It is Schrader. Yeah. Yes. And he is the, are you the lead singer of Charlie Horse? Um, lead singer? I'm the co-singer. Co-singer and yeah. co-guitarist. Is there two? Uh, I'm the lead guitarist and co-singer band mom. And I'm band dad of the backseaters. Right there, dude. Right there. Yeah, I bring Gatorade. Listening, that was a high five. That was a high five. Um, (laughs) But yeah, bring Gatorade and orange slices for my boys, my sweet guys. Damn, I'm really falling down on the job. I don't bring my guys. (laughs) It's not the band mom, or it's the band mom responsibility. Band dad. Band dad just gives you tough love. You just sit on the sideline and you, you know. I think I probably have called them sport a time. (laughs) All right, sport. All right, champ. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right on. But yeah, um, lead guitarist and co-singer of Charlie Horse. Is it hard to do lead guitar and sing at the same time? Because I can't do that shit. I have to be playing chords. At first, yes. Yeah. After you play it a million times, it gets so much easier. Yeah. Um, I know, like... Because you're not playing, like... No, it's, like, fast octaves and crazy crap that's not really... I mean, when I can, I, I try to implement power chords on myself just to make things a little bit easier but um yeah no it's uh there's some lead parts that definitely make it difficult but you get tiny moving parts yeah oh my god (laughs) makes no sense i i will tell you right now and i will promise charlie horse will never be tiny moving parts (laughs) backseaters even, even if I get a new lead guitarist, exactly. <laughs> like I'll be so distracted by all the tapping and everything yeah. going on. All the yeah. tapping, harmonics, mm-hmm. uh, everything that guy. While does. still sounding good while singing. Dylan from Tiny Moving Parts, if you're watching this, what's up? You're always welcome on the podcast. Hit it up. Hit it up. <laughs> so, let's start from the top. All right. The beginning. Yeah. Tell me about yourself. So I have personally. Aside from the band, because I'm the one that matters in the band, 
I'm, I'm calling all of them out. This guy gets it. <laughs> I say shit like that all the time, and nobody gets I'm it. I'm the talent. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, I started, I got my first guitar when I was seven. I saved up, got my own guitar. I was, like, really into Green Day. Yeah. Like, insanely into, like, American Idiot. Like, years later, the tie and the eyeliner came at one point oh, very briefly. Shit. But the black shirt with the red tie, with that, yeah. So, insanely in the green day, saved up, got my own guitar. Uh, nice, like, Walmart, like, first act. Yeah. Uh, you know. And then uh, it was for my birthday. That's when I got all the money. And then my grandmother ended up getting me acoustic on for my birthday. So, I had two guitars when I was seven. Um, and I taught myself how to play. Uh, started bands that never once practiced. We had logos. We had logos. There was like... Yeah, that's all that matters. A checkered heart with bones through it, like crossbones. But, um, yeah. Uh, and then fast forward to, I would say, high school, like junior year was when I actually um, got a band started. Um, we were... At first, we called ourselves Not a Significant Source. And that's because our first EP was Mountain Dew themed. It was all about Mountain Dew. And it was called Sticky Green Love. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then um, it was me and my friend Cole. We recorded it. And it was like all like crappy recordings and all that. And then um, people started demanding we play shows. And then we felt weird about playing shows with all Mountain Dew related songs. Yeah. And I'm talking like gang chants and, and we're like a metal band, like with breakdowns and it's everything. It's all about Mountain Dew. Yeah, all about Mountain Dew. That's and then uh, we changed the band name to Quiet on the Western Front. Uh, we got Norris on drums, Nick Norris. He's our current drummer for Charlie Horse. We got... What up, Nick Norris? Nick Norris. Uh, we got Clint Larson who is Cole's younger brother. He is our other vocalist and guitarist in Charlie Horse. Okay. And then um, we had Cole on vocals, me on clean vocals, playing guitar, and this guy named Gunner, who played bass. He was a friend of ours. Is a friend of ours. That if sounds he like this. a bass player's name. Uh, yeah, Gunner. Yeah. Okay. He, he was just around. But when he was around, he would slap. Um, <laughs> there you go. Um, so yeah, we changed it to Quiet on the Western Front, did a whole EP, um, whole post-hardcore kind of EP with Taylor Hahn, back when it was like Phantom really? Studio. Yeah. Damn. Um, that was about seven or eight years ago. Um, we kind of went our separate ways. Um, people got grown-up jobs. Cole had a kid, um, so it just got difficult, and then... Fast forward to now, in between, I was kind of doing solo stuff and producing and, you know, just yeah. if anybody's going to make it happen, it's going to be me kind of thing. Um, <laughs> so now um, I just miss being in a band. So we got Norris back. We got Clint back. Um, and then uh, Hans, he's a longtime friend of ours, never played an instrument in his life, okay. picked up the bass and just took it full on and he kills it does he um, actually know how to play bass we turn on the amp every now and then nice. yeah 
Yeah. So, um, <laughs> did he know to use a pick or did he try to slap it at first? We try to tell him to slap every now and then. I think I love you, man. Really fuck people yeah. up on what base players do. Exactly. Yeah. And they, yeah, they, I, I watched an interview with Paul Rudd and he, he's like, that's all people tell me. Oh, it's like, they sure. tell me to slap at a base. But, um, yeah, and then uh, we just added a new guitarist, a uh, longtime friend of mine, Jake Gomes. He uh, he was actually a rapper before joining the band, but he's... What was his rap name? Uh, Jake Drew. Jake Drew? Yeah. Like Ricky Bobby? Yeah, like two first names. Yeah, yeah. but his was his middle name is Andrew, so he did, like, oh, okay. you know, he shortened it. But, yeah, so uh, now we're Charlie Horse. And next will be something else when we eventually break up and I'll do our, do our solo albums. Do you, so is Charlie Horse a fairly recent thing? Um, we started June of last year, 2017. Okay. So, um, fairly new. Okay. Yeah. Nice. It's, 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 it's been a whirlwind. <laughs> Sounds like it. Yeah. I mean, I did that podcast where I talked about, like, my progression, but at least you had, like, some of the same people you kept. Yeah, I mean, and that's, it's it's a blessing and a curse, because it's, like, hard to imagine working with anybody yeah. else. Um, it's hard to find other people. Cool. Right, exactly. So. Our new guitar player we actually found on Craigslist. It was, like, one of those one-in-a-million right. Craigslist That's, things. like, my worst fear. Oh, is like having to reach out via Craigslist and find somebody. We had this dude come over. That, uh, <coughs> he didn't practice any of the songs. Like you could tell, mm-hmm. he was a super talented guitar player, right? And that he probably sat in his room and played guitar all day long, but he didn't practice any of the songs. <laughs> didn't know the difference between rhythm and lead. Oh, and. Uh, he had never played shows, which is fine because when David joined the band, our drummer, mm-hmm. he had never been in a band, never played shows, never recorded, never he had seems an like official the drum dude. lesson. Like he is on that documentary, he was yeah. just like, he seemed like the coolest dude yeah. ever. He's the <laughs> fucking best. But uh, shout out David. <laughs> shout out David. He's gonna be on here soon. Sweet. We're gonna do like a me and David, and then probably me, David, and Cole. <coughs> That one's going to be a hoot, probably. But, uh, yeah, he hadn't played a show, which is fine, but also I asked them, you know, are you comfortable with, like, advertising that you're playing shows, like, to friends and family? And he goes, uh, like, handing out flyers. And I said, no, like, Facebook. Do you have Facebook and Instagram? Yeah. Nah, man, I mean, I used to, but I got a lot of crazy ex-girlfriends. Off the grid, yeah. And I went, <laughs> all right, thank you for your time. Catch me on that MySpace, though. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you know, my MySpace is still up. I don't know what they did to it. I um, can't find mine. <laughs> see, I found mine just because my fucking, uh, like, tag thing your was URL so thing. stupid. Yeah, it yeah. was... Hey, cookie five. <laughs> yeah. Mine was F O B rocks. So do I. Damn. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and it's still like, they were just like, yeah, we can't keep this. <laughs> we can't archive this at all. Yeah. See, I can find my page, but I can't log into it. I, uh, you can still see some of the pictures, but MySpace for me back then was just like, <laughs> 
having my band song on there and then like the heaviest songs right. I was listening to. Yeah. Like it was just a fucking dick swinging contest <laughs> as to who had the heaviest. Uh, it was like, I only listened to the first 30 seconds of this song, but yeah. it was the coolest 30 seconds yeah. of a song I've heard. So it's officially my MySpace song. I had a <laughs> Nightmares by <coughs> For the Fallen Dreams because yep. it comes in with the crashing The crashing glass. glass. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> there are some like, and I think I feel like that's like when the, like the hipster, you know, like movement kind of started. Was just like, yeah, this band is heavy, and you've never once heard of them because yeah. they're from Alaska and they're exactly. local there. And you know, and it's like, if I could find like all the music I actually liked that I found that was just so underground, nobody heard of them, kind of deal. Yeah. Um, I would like to because <laughs> they're probably not. None of them are probably together still. And it's like all these bands trying to be, you know, the the coolest band with the most synth in their breakdown. <laughs> yeah, there was a couple of bands in uh, in Denver like that. Have you grown up here? Yeah. Okay. Were you ever familiar with a band called The Forgotten Secret or Defending the Pilot? Defending the Pilot, yeah. Yeah. We uh, used to see them at Life Spot Lifespot. all the time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And they were like... The pinnacle of MySpace. Remember uh, Grayscale? Yes. Dude. That's why when <laughs> Grayscale came out, I was like, hmm. Seems a little. I know there's a, ru- I, I, there's a rumor that the guys from 303 were in Grayscale. Really? Like, That's quite a jump. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I, I don't believe it, but I can't find evidence to prove otherwise. The <laughs> last show I saw at LifeSpot was Breathe Carolina Shit. and Kill Paradise. And the Forgotten Secret. That's like, yeah. I think that was, that like lined up my MySpace playlist yeah. at some point. That was. Breathe Carolina. God. Yeah, back when they screamed. Yeah, yeah. They had the one guy that did the autotune clean vocals and then the other guy just growled right. the entire time. <laughs> the whole, like anyone you talk to, <coughs> for anyone listening who doesn't know, Life Spot was an all ages venue. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically any band could play there and it was just like you could go i think it was five bucks yeah fridays and saturday nights and like even if you didn't know who was playing you would still go just to hang out and listen to whatever band and like one of my first bands first shows was at life spot and like yep. when we got that show we were like we did it <gasps> we made it we made it <laughs> quit our jobs Is quit, there our, quit our part time yeah yeah so uh but yeah, life spot. Like when you meet the people that used to go to life spot, mm-hmm. you're like, this guy's a good guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what's happening here. You get to witness it live. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea that he knew what life spot was. Yeah. yeah. It was not premeditated or predetermined. Once you hear that somebody was into local music a couple years back, you're like, yeah, you went to life spot. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. And I remember uh, Taylor Hahn, who recorded both Backseaters and Charlie Horse. Um, he was in a band called Unroyal Blood. Oh, yeah. Dude. He's got those pictures up. There. Yeah, He's, yeah. And, uh, yeah, like me and a couple of buddies, like, um, we'd go to their shows, and they were, like, the coolest shit. 
like the guitar shreds. Patrick's insane on drums. Uh, Ryan was doing vocals for him. Ryan Wilson from oh, Short really? Fuse. Yeah, huh. he was doing vocals with them. Patrick um, is insane on drums, which oh is God. crazy because like when I first met him, he was playing bass for If right. I Fail. Yeah, and then I heard the Short Fuse EP, and I was like. Yeah, yeah, you'd think it was like a laptop drum machine or something, but that dude is sick on drums. (laughs) Shout out to Patrick. Patrick, Patrick, Patrick. Um, But yeah, we've been been around. Yeah. Now we're we're the ones on the stage, (laughs) which is tight. (laughs) Damn. It's it's hard to bring up Life Spot without having that That's So Raven moment. Oh my God, where you just zone out. Yeah. <laughs> before you, before we like drank at shows or like had to worry about other people drinking at shows because live yeah. spot was just yeah. like it was all ages so you'd go there you get like soda and, like yeah. <laughs> little I think I, I probably drank my first mom <coughs> at a at a live spot yeah so. yeah energy drinks um by the dozen <laughs> everybody had a monster full throttle whatever yeah, they had. <laughs> Monster, hair in front of their eyes, and skinny jeans. <laughs> if you had that, you were at West. Some of them weren't even skinny jeans. They were just their sisters. Yeah. See, <laughs> I never had a I sister, like, so. Right, and that was like before, like, because I think, like, how long have they been making skinny jeans? Because I think that it started right around there. Yeah, skinny jeans for men. For men, yes. yes. <laughs> well, and my first pair of skinny jeans, I don't know if you remember the, I mean, you probably do, the music video for Misery Business by Paramore. <laughs> yeah. How they had the red skinny jeans. Yes. My first pair of skinny jeans was those red skinny jeans from yeah. Hot Topic. Hell yeah. Yeah. Did you know that... Uh, Haley Williams like released a statement that they're never gonna play that song anymore. Yeah, they said because because uh, they used the word whore or something yeah, like that. Yeah, once a whore, nothing more. Yeah, sorry, that'll never. Change. I was like, that's like, if I were to go see Paramore and like, I like Paramore. Yeah. They're never like, you know, like the oh my god, they're coming, I have to go. Um, but I saw them on the first Riot tour. Right, and I would I would love to see Paramore if I had the chance. Yeah. But I would love to see Misery Business exactly. just as much. So it's kind of like, just don't say whore. Yeah. Once a once a bore, you're nothing more. Who knows? That sounds good to me. Not even cool. like B O R E, just B O A R. I gotta no. plug in the, plug in my uh, video camera. <laughs> About to die. Oh my gosh. Technical difficulties, people. Happens to the best of us. There we go. Is it still live? Are we still live? We're live. Did we lose anything? Uh, just Jake. Oh, there he is. If we hey. lost any of the uh, any of the video footage, uh, hit up Mike on Instagram. <laughs> With all your hate. And he'll tell you everything you missed. Yeah, exactly. Or you could just listen and subscribe to the podcast. It's up to you. That works. Uh, <sighs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so I know you said you started listening to green day yeah is that like the only band that got you into music oh no or that was just like the major one no that was uh i think like that was the first time i got fully embedded into an album yeah um with you know with american idiot and then of course because i heard american idiot i'd listen to all their older stuff so mm-hmm. um blink played a huge role um for sure 
They're, uh, I think I went. This little number right here. Oh my God, you got the bunny. And shooting the arrows from the newer stuff, and he's wearing that <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I think I think no matter what genre, Blink has played a role in yes, in most of the bands that we surround ourselves with. Yes, if we have anything in common, like Blink. <laughs> but it's like it's, I mean, now we're older to the point, but like back, I don't know, eight, six to eight years ago, mm. I wouldn't even tell people that Blink was an influence of mine. Right. Cause like, you've you've definitely gone to see bands where you go, oh, they want to be Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, because everybody they make wants the to be jokes Blink. and they dress like them mm-hmm. and they. That's really what like gives it away. Sometimes is like right. You can tell that they do like a little Mark, Tom, and Travis. <laughs> All time low. I don't know if you've heard any oh, of their live stuff. Fuck. Dude, I actually really liked them when nothing Funny, personal came. Nothing out personal. I stopped listening after that. Yeah, that was the last one that I yeah. really cared about. But but no, I mean, and I inadvertently see, like saw some of their live stuff. Yeah, and it's like it's all like dick jokes and yeah. just everybody it's wants the Mark, to be blink. Tom and Travis yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. The only thing missing was you know like Tom's Satan voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like you've seen it mm-hmm. and I uh I I just remember trying so hard not to be Blink 182 because right. I just you know wanted to be my own entity. Right. So Green Day, Blink 182. Uh what was like do you remember the defining moment where you were like, I'm gonna play guitar. I'm gonna play um guitar. I think I think it was actually seeing Green Day. They played with Newfound Glory and Sugar Colt. Oh, damn. Yeah. Um, and they were, like, doing the tour for American Idiot. But, like, and it wasn't even Green Day that made me want to do it. It was more, like, just Sugar Colt and Newfound Glory. Just the fact that they are like, along for the ride. Yeah. Um, I remember Jordan from Newfound Glory, he just straight up mooned everybody. Just, just pants around the ankles. Just you couldn't do that nowadays. Yeah, no, no. That's that's yeah, not gonna fly. But it was the funniest shit I had seen as a kid, yeah. and but then you know seeing going from like them having so much fun on stage, and then seeing um, uh, Green Day go up, and it was just like a big cinematic, just yeah, cluster emotion um i went home and i was just like i need to do this yeah i need to do this and so that's when i like really at that point i had already had the guitars and everything and so i was like i'm gonna just drill it um was that your first concert yeah yeah my uh i'm putting this out everybody's gonna laugh you're gonna laugh i'm not gonna laugh my first concert i'm gonna be envious watch was (laughs) <laughs> the first concert I ever went to was Avril Lavigne. All right, we're out. <laughs> hey, but the second concert I ever went to was Plus 44. So. See, that's fine. But no, I mean, even Avril Lavigne, like at that point. Yeah, she wasn't even kids, like, like super poppy anymore. Like, skater Boy. Yet. 
it's complicated. Yeah. Like she was full of the hits back then, so there's yeah. no hate there. And the plus forty four. Eleven, dude. I still have the hoodie from that first Hell plus yeah. forty four show. You just it's gotta, got like, holes in the elbows, you, but I still. Got you just got to patch it up. Like, yeah, I'm keeping that. Fucking <laughs> cut cut the design out of it or whatever. Just patch it to a denim jacket or something. Hell yeah. It's like that dude's rolling The hard around. part is the design is right, like the zipper right, oh, right really? through it. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Plus 44 was my second show. <laughs> so I've actually told a lot of people that my first show was Plus, <laughs> it was plus 44. 44. <laughs> so if I told you that, uh, sorry. Yeah. I lied. That's okay. It was that <laughs> And, yeah, that's the last I want to... You got to embrace the Avril. But, yeah, no, um... Plus 44 was, that's when I discovered, uh, with their album, uh, that's when I discovered, like, vocal harmonies. Yeah. Like, no, it isn't. The vocal harmonies that they oh, have yeah. on that song blew my mind the first time. I was like, yeah. they're singing two different things. That sounds so great. Yeah. And so, like, at that point, I was like, harmonies on everything I ever do. And, you, I mean, if I were to ever find the music from those days, mm-hmm. everything. Like, everything. Well, that's the crazy thing that I didn't notice until a couple years ago is, like, Mm -hmm. Enema of the State was such a huge album. And, like, if you... Like, all the small things is a really simple song. But the harmonies throughout that whole album. And, like, Adam sung how Mark has that part at the end that's, like, a super, Uh, like... Yeah. (laughs) Yep. It's, like... They were talented. They, they have talent. Yeah. For sure. And it's, and I, I don't know how you are. I like their new stuff. Blink? Yeah. I, I really liked California. I didn't listen to the deluxe the rem- edition. Yeah, the remaster or um, the re-release. But I really liked San Diego. Yeah. I love that song. That was about Tom, apparently. Really? Yeah, that was... I can't remember where I read all it, the but fucking songs are about Tom. <laughs> and all the angels and airwaves songs are about, about Mark. Mark. Yeah, so, Travis is just off somewhere selling a car. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like, yeah, like some of the vocal harmonies they have on that one with Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Matt's not Tom, but it's never gonna be Tom. Never gonna be Tom. But uh, <laughs> I think he, they're doing as well as they can. Yeah, I thought the <laughs> residency thing though I wasn't in Vegas. Yeah, I, I was like, a fan oh, of that because it's like, okay, Celine. Yeah, Miss Dion. I was like, couldn't you have got like Foo Fighters or something? Like, yeah, <laughs> but anybody else? You're gonna, you're gonna take our blink from us for months yeah. at a time. I mean, you know, if somebody offered the backseaters a residency and they were gonna pay us. That I would say yes. Yeah, to. Obviously, yeah. So, <laughs> how would you like to live? <laughs> yeah, I'd sell out in a heartbeat. I'd uh, sell out in a heartbeat as yeah. long as I got to write my own songs. Yeah, yeah. I people talk about you know not wanting to sell out all the time, and I'm like, well, if I had the opportunity, great. It's just funny. I don't. I just like, don't want as long as I can do it without changing the way that I'm doing things now. Exactly. Absolutely. Like. There's so many bands that people think, like, a lot of people think that A Day to Remember sold out. Right. No. No. 
Absolutely. Like, I don't think they sold out at all. And if you listen to Bad Vibrations, they mm-hmm. didn't fucking sell out. But, like, All Time Low, like you said, they tried to do right. that album Dirty Work. They got bumped up to whatever record label because mm-hmm. they were on Hopeless, went to some major label, yeah. like, major, major label. They made Dirty Work, and it was the worst album mm-hmm. they'd ever made. Right, and everything after that, it just yeah. kind of followed the same trend. But, um, no, Data Remember, they... There was a point in time where I thought that was the case. Like, I was like, oh, yeah. God. I think it was um, What Separates Me From You. Yeah. The one after Homesick or something like that. Yeah. Um, <coughs> sorry. Um, they came back with a common courtesy. And I was like, oh, no, you're good. Yeah. yeah no, you guys are fine. Um, and the fact that, I mean, they're they're not selling out. They're just as popular. Yeah. They're, they're just more popular. I mean... They're as long as I can remember, like when the data remember comes out with an album, they do like um, you know, like these behind the scenes, like yeah, in the, the studio, studio. Thing. Oh hilarious. But I mean, they still do stuff like that. Yeah, and they're just getting more popular. They can't help it. They can't tell people to yeah. stop buying their shit. <laughs> yeah, and it's, and it's cool because the last time I saw Blink was with a data remember. Yeah, uh, yeah, and fucking the sound cut out during dude, the second Dude, when session. Travis goes on yeah. there, oh my god! I was god. so and all the fucking you weren't in the pit, were you? No, like up front, all the fucking people in the pit going crazy, like the sound was still working. Yeah, like somebody didn't go, hey, Jeremy, sounds not hey, working, buddy. yeah, because they were just fucking going hard and nobody could hear right. anything. Yeah, that's and the problem with in ears and. Uh, that fucking thing that they all use now that's like programmed and mm-hmm. they're just plugged into that. You can still hear it. Yeah, just it goes through the, the same. PA, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> but I was like, so disappointed. any other song it would have happened, I'd be fine yeah. with. But the time that Travis Barker comes to play drums with you, and second and nobody can hear it. Yeah. Like, there were, I even looked you up. You can still hear Travis playing. Oh, but. Well, hell yeah, you can. <laughs> but, um, I look up YouTube like the next day or something like that, and I'm like, Okay, why were they losing their shit? Like, why were they so excited? Yeah. And you still can't hear anything except no. for Travis. No. So it was like the entire pitch just going nuts with Travis playing drums, you know, just by himself. Yeah. So, yeah. And I mean, like, you could hear a little, like, like Jeremy actually fucking screams. Like, you oh, I know. Like little bits of him screaming. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, that was so uh, disappointing because I love that song. That song is so heavy, and to be able to hear Travis Barker on it. Yeah. <sighs> First time ever hearing yeah. a double bass pedal. Yeah. Like, I don't think, I think that's the only time he's ever done it. Yeah. In front of people. In front of people, yeah. I don't know. Every time, I feel like he's, he gets hurt a lot. Yeah, like, I didn't a even lot, know that he was lot. in a car accident. Recently. Yeah. Yeah, that shit blew he was in the, the plane crash, the car accident. His legs are just fragile yeah. as hell. Well, and his <laughs> arms from all those years of, uh, I think, did they say it was playing hard? And I think the painkillers had an effect on yeah. it too. But like, yeah, just not taking care of himself. Because I'm pretty sure it even affected the uh, residency. Yeah. Yeah, like they had to like shut it down or something because... Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, oh, my God. But to be able to hear Travis, like, play a song like that, yeah, it was, like, ripped from us. And yeah. then I was like, oh, damn. 
Damn. I know. Well, when I saw Plus 44, they played yeah. at the Ogden, and Travis only played with one arm. Oh, my God. Because that's when his like arm was shattered after they did the When Your Heart Stops Beating mm-hmm. video. Mm. So he had the trigger, and he had, you know, was going <laughs> all crazy. And at one point, he was... I think he was smoking a cigarette. Maybe it was a <laughs> joint, and he was, like, fucking playing at the same oh, time. Oh, God. Um, yeah, I remember... Fiddler's Green, he did, like, the DJ AM tribute. Um, it was, like, right when, like, they were doing the tour for Neighborhoods when they got back together. Oh, when they did Big Gig, huh? Yeah. Uh, no, it was, like... Oh, that was 2009. Um, it was, like, Taking Back Sunday. Yeah, Taking Back Sunday, and... I can't remember who else. That wasn't the one with Weezer, was it? It, it was. was. Yeah. It was, because they all came out in, like, the white jumpsuits. I saw Angels and Airwaves... Uh, open up for Weezer. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But anyway. Uh, yeah. But yeah, he did like the floating yeah. drum, like the thing went upside down, and it was like that. It's not gonna get better than that, unless he plays second saxophone. Don't remember, but yeah. that'll never happen. Yeah. But <laughs> that was insane. Well, and the fact that like I thought for sure after DJ AM died, they were never gonna play oh, yeah. Adam's song again, and then like it just blew up that they played it. At, <laughs> Uh, was it at one of their residency shows? Like the first residency show, I was I think it? so. Yeah. Uh, that shit blew my mind. Yeah. But have you read <laughs> Travis Barker's uh, biography? I haven't had a chance to know. It's actually really, really good. And yeah. Like, the fact that he was so honest about like how he was, is mm-hmm. it's incredible. It's, you know what I mean? Because wow. like, some people could take it and be like, wow, fuck this dude. Yeah. But uh, no, it's fucking, it's badass. That's cool. For sure. My fiance got me a, when it came out, she got me a signed copy for my Damn. birthday. So, yeah. <laughs> but uh, That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, man. Blink, A Day to Remember. A Day to Remember was actually the band that got me into heavier music because yeah. the first Warp Tour I went to was in 2008. Yeah. And I think they might have been playing on the Kevin Says stage. But I remember I'm standing in line to take a picture with the color Fred. Fred Mascherino. <laughs> Fred Mascherino. Yeah. And I just hear, I've learned to let go. And I like turn Later, around and they're fucking going hard. And I was like, what is this? I need this <laughs> in my life. I'm an angry, angry 14-year-old. Must exert rage. Yeah. I am 14 and life <laughs> is coming down hard. I'm confused about my body. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was, I think it was them and um, Under Oath. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. Sorry, I forgot about Under Oath. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry, Aaron, Spencer, guys. Okay, uh, <laughs> so Under Oath, it's different, because I was listening to Under Oath uh, back when like I started right. the first band, because like, I had always played drums and sang because uh-huh. of Aaron Gillespie, but a day to remember introduced me to actual like hard... Yeah, band. like, you know, and Under Oath was, they were hardcore, but they weren't... Hardcore, you know, they were, they, they, they were like, they weren't like the we're gonna say something that's no gonna be printed steps. on a shirt right before a breakdown. Yeah. Um, whereas Data Remember, I think, became really well known. Keep running your mouth though was yeah. the best with the Pac Man. Oh yeah. The, the sh- shit rock by the ghost. <laughs> it was like, which one's your favorite song? Because I have a shirt for just about every one of them. Yeah. 
I used to have a shirt. It was like the globe, and it was like melting and had a bomb fuse come in yeah. out of it. Um, I can't remember if it said anything on the back, but it was <laughs> yeah. sick. But yeah, no, they under oath was they were like the starter kit for liking yeah. hard music. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Uh, did you get to go see when Under Oath did the um, Define the Great Line and they're only chasing no. safety tour? Oh, dude, it was it was rad. I bet. Yeah, I think the last time I saw that they were, or the last time I saw them, they were promoting uh, Lost in the Sound of Separation. Were they on the Mayhem tour with Slipknot? Because I was there. No, it was at the Fillmore. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it was like right after the album came out. And like Aaron comes in with Breathing in a New Mentality. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like that song until I saw them open with it. And I'm like, Is that the... You know, and it, yeah. Um, yeah, they, they blew my mind. <laughs> Not so much anymore with their new stuff, but... I'm sorry. I could boys, go classic on this. I'm not, I'm not big on that new album. No. I've tried Mm-mm. and I've tried, but... Define the Great Line will always, Yeah. That will Agreed. Be one of my Agreed. <laughs> So, uh, the question, just kind of going back to the nature of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I got Let's talk about our band. Well. Our bands. <laughs> so, I, I love having the conversations, but, uh-huh. like, I don't know, because I said what the podcast is for, like, helping people understand what it goes, what goes into, like, being in a band and right. stuff, like, I feel like I have to revert back to it from time to time. Yeah. Um, what was it like? So what was the the first shows you started playing? Well, okay. What were the first shows you started booking? Started booking. Um, well, with Quiet on the Western Front, that first band, it was... Not the Mountain Dew band. The one that developed from the Mountain Dew band. Yeah. Um, we mainly stuck to, I think, like the biggest... Sh- like venue we played was Moe's. Oh, really? The one you just played. Yeah. Um, and that was for a battle of the bands. And there's a video on YouTube in under a pile of years of videos somewhere. Um, (laughs) well, obviously. Um, but no, and other than that, it was like primarily basements. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like, Hey, your mom cool with us. Uh, just, Moving the couch, and yeah, you know, that is so rad. Right, and it was it was fun. Like it turned into, like, we were just awkward and nervous to reach out to venues. So we're just yeah. like, oh, we'll just make our own in your mom's basement, and <laughs> we're charging like three three dollars at the door. We've got a merch table right before the basement door. That's so awesome. Yeah, and it was just, I mean, it was easy. But you know, after playing venues, venues are so much easier to work with because basements it's just like yeah 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 watch it over there the window ah yeah you know um please don't hit the microphone into my teeth yeah guys please please i'm feeling claustrophobic um and then um when i did solo shows uh i got weird when i was solo like it was a lot of uh hip-hop pop but i sang the entire time yeah but the beats would like 
they I call them beats. Is it just <laughs> like, you and an acoustic? Or no, it would be like I'd bring a flash drive with instrumentals on them oh, okay. that are like it'd be like a a half hour long audio file that yeah. was just completely choreographed like and list. yeah, and those suck because you want to take time to like thank people for coming, yeah. and, but it's like and nope, the next song's yeah. starting, you know. Yeah. Um, and then with Charlie Horse, the only ones we've done so far are Thirty Eight State Brewery. Um, cause yeah. And and it's just because when we started, um, Colin would, he's just like, all right guys, you ready? How long have you known Colin for? Um, when I was in quad on the Western front, he reached out to me just to say, Hey, listen to it. Loved it. And I Mm -hmm. responded, Hey, saw all your darkly stuff. Loved it. Um, and he was doing a project somewhere, but loved, I think it was. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I love that. That's awesome. I want to hear more. And, you know, like not much came from it. But, you know, we've always stayed intertwined with each other's music. Yeah. We Did you know him back in the Life Spot days? I did not. That's when I learned who <laughs> Colin Darkly was. Yeah. And I never thought I was cool enough to wear Darkly. Right. Yeah, no. And Darkly was always just like up yeah. here for me. And I'm like... It still is. I'm like, I would love to purchase it, but I'd, af- I'd be afraid that he doesn't approve of me. And, yeah. you know, and, but, you know, and then after getting to know him, I'm just like, that was some shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> Colin's like, I've never had a bad experience with him. Mm-hmm. And he was just, you know, he was, he always went out of his way to keep in touch with me as far as his music yeah. goes. And he'd be, you know, he's like, hey, I'm, you know, if I fail, just released the, um, like, what was it there? Uh, the Misfits cover, Halloween. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 You told me about was that. Was it Misfits or Alkaline Trio? Was it the was it Alkaline Trio? I think so. Oh, man. I can never remember. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he just reached out to me and he's like, hey, we did it. And I was like, awesome, killer. And, you know, every time, every time I'd release a solo album, it'd be like 18 songs. Like, really unlistenable like Like great songs i can still stand by but there were just so many yeah like double disc like i thought i was way bigger than i actually am kind of thing um that's a lot of music though yeah but it was like you know daily i'd be writing i'd be you know um but yeah when we first started charlie horse he was he was really 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 blunt about needing us to play a show oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he every time we talk he didn't say hello he said when are you going to play with us yes. and so yeah we were uh we we owe a lot to him and i think the world owes a lot oh yeah yeah, yeah. so um which you'll see at the benefit yes. <laughs> um in the intro to all the podcasts. yeah i was gonna say in the intro too uh, but yeah, uh, and then uh, upwards and onwards as far as shows go. Yeah, yeah, it's. I mean, I I've done I, basically basement shows with Quiet on the Western Front. Solo shows were just awkward by yeah. myself, and I hated them. Charlie Horse, it's the most fun I've ever had. Yeah. So. So have you up. played any of uh, like the? Soda Jerk Live Nation venues? No. What? Yeah. Have you played at like Seven Circle? No. Dude. 
Dude, you I guys got... would be like perfect for Seventh Circle, but um, us and another band called Poets and Wolves uh-huh. are working on uh, putting this show together for I think sometime in January. Yeah. Um, but dude, we definitely need to get you. Yeah. Uh, and it's in the Live Nation. Yeah, and I mean it's database. as much as we love the venues that we've been able to do. Yeah. It's like, like thirty eight state. You can be honest. Great, thirty eight state. Yeah. Great, but, but the ready. fact you got to move a table from exactly. the jukebox to and you're ready to have your own money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, we're we're definitely ready. We. Oh yeah, I think so. We we still, I mean, get together, practice once a week, and play these same five songs over and over again, yeah. and still enjoy it just every, the same amount every time. Yeah. So, um, that's really fucking important. Yeah. It's just loving the song. Right. And it's like, I mean, we've had bad practices where, you know, me being the band mom afterwards, I'm like, guys, that did not go great. Yeah. I've Uh, stopped in the middle of practices and I just go, the vibe is not here today. (laughs) And instead of driving the, the, all of us driving each other crazy. Yeah. Let's just stop and hang out. What do your practices generally look like? Uh, well, usually David gets here first. He's always on time and him and I have heartfelt conversation until Colton shows up (laughs) and then we both talk shit to David. (laughs) And then Chris, we just got a lead guitar player. His name's Chris. Um, he just started and he's usually late. Yeah. And so we really talk shit to him when he gets here. Yeah. But the thing about him is like, David is nice. But Chris is, like, fucking nice. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> shout out Chris, I have tried to push his buttons and, like, talk shit to him <laughs> just to see and nothing. Like, he's so, yeah. so nice. And, like, the thing is, is he plays guitar kind of like I do. And, like, he's investing in getting all the pedals that mm-hmm. I use. Um, but anyway, they, they all get here. We set up. And then... Uh, <coughs> You know, it's been a little different since we got Chris because we're mm-hmm. kind of teaching him the songs. And uh, some of the songs we we played differently yeah. now. Like, we kind of started restructuring some of the songs. But, um, no. what the fuck, YouTube? <laughs> Vimeo would never do this shit. Oh, contraire. Yeah, no, they would. Are we, we back? Are we back? Yes. Sweet. Time's a ticking, time's a ticking. <laughs> no, Vimeo, actually, I got a... So that's where I would post uh, my drum covers because oh, yeah. YouTube takes them down because you know, there are other... Yeah, and I get a notification from Vimeo, and my top video was... Uh, do you know who Sam Hunt is? Yeah. The body like a back road. Mm-hmm. I did a drum cover of that, and they fucking took it down. Oh, my God. Yeah, which sucks, but... Um, Typical Sam. <laughs> Typical Sam. but uh no practices we usually um usually we'll start with uh you know i pick which song we do so we usually start with something off the phantom ep like phantom Mm -hmm. um just because it's easier to sing but we'll just kind of go through everything and like hear how everything's sounding and stuff like that just to get warmed up. And then we'll start talking, um, 
like structure like we have a song called coming back yeah that we have restructured to the point where we actually have like a little semi breakdown at the <laughs> end and uh then we do all that stuff and then practice that a shit ton and then just always end with ground up wow just because but uh no we and that's the thing is like we love the set that we play mm-hmm. it's uh it's eight songs and we got it down to where we can do all eight songs in 30 minutes yeah because we do like three songs and uh they all go into each other and then i'll say something three songs say something and then our last two songs um sometimes we'll just run through the set but right now we're just trying to get it on lock right like david started playing with a click so oh um yeah we're just trying to get like super fucking tight nice um, ours are we played uh there's a rehearsal studio uh decibel have you heard of that mm-hmm. it's uh it's kind of what is it it's like it's near like the corner star like a rap home parker but it's a rehearsal studio that already has a drum kit it's got okay. amps it's got uh pa so nice. really, you could just show up with your guitar. Kind of like Rocket Space. Yeah, exactly yeah. like Rocket Space. So we go there every. We try to book it like every Friday. Um, usually, I'm there first because I'm the only one that wants to do it. Because because I am yeah, the talent. Um, <laughs> and then everybody else, you know, they they periodically show up. Our drummer comes next because even though there's a kit there, every drummer's got their own. You know. <laughs> I know. Dude. I was a drummer, still am a drummer, but I played drums and bass. I think the last time years. I saw you play, you were playing drums. That's, That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> I wish I could play those songs more. Yeah. And I was like, hey. I love playing drums. I know. And that that show was awesome. That was the one with the uh, Panic at the Disco cover. That's right. Dude. Was that... Uh, who headlined that one? That, um, Bay no, Belmont Baywatch, yeah, Belmont, Belmont. yeah, right. <laughs> and they killed it. <laughs> yeah, like, that was like it was weird because I we had heard of Belmont beforehand, and then we were yeah. just like, oh shit. I just knew they were friends of Knuckle Puck. Yeah, yeah, but they they killed it. Everybody killed it. Well, they watched your set, but they didn't watch our set. What? Yeah, we're not even the good ones. <laughs> We only showed up to be able to justify us watching if I fail. I don't know where they went. Probably to the weed store. Everyone on tour to Colorado goes to the fucking weed store. Like, yo, if you're driving in, hit the weed store on the drive-in, not during the first fucking band. Come meet the locals. Exactly. That are there to support you. Um, Because we will generally kiss your ass. And tell you the best weed stores. Yeah. If we smoke weed. Yeah, that's a lot of thing I've noticed is like the Colorado bands that I've like been around. A lot of people don't actually smoke weed. Yeah, like they're like like real Colorado. Like real Colorado people are like, yeah, it got legalized. I guess. I don't smoke weed. (laughs) Yeah, I don't either. I was like, I there was a phase in high school where I was like, yeah, for like a week. Uh, Yeah, mine mine was was a little short lived. Mine was a little bit more short lived, but you know, and then. yeah, but it, it's interesting. But I never wore tie dye. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> I've been. I did start listening to the Grateful Dead, though. That's okay. <laughs> okay. Woo! Woo! 
people that. That's like almost up there with Avril Lavigne. But no, like Jerry Garcia, I don't care what anybody says. You know, the worst thing about the Grateful Dead is the Grateful Dead fans that make it shit for everybody right. else. Right. But Jerry Garcia was an insane guy. Well, that's. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you once we're done <laughs> who, who I feel like that way with. Mm-hmm. Or actually, fuck it, I'll say it. Um, no, Here with like. <laughs> with. Um, I like hip hop. I like listening mm-hmm. to some hip hop. Yeah. Tech Nine. Yeah. Very talented dude. I well, don't know I, much about him, but I'll tell you Talented guy, as far yeah. as hip hop goes. I hate his fan base. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> I, 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 there's some people that, like, you just see him, like, wearing a Tech Nine shirt or something. You're like, oh. Is he part of the Psychopathic Records? Or I Dark don't think Marvel? so. He's strange music. That's oh, okay. yeah. Yours is more like I see, like the one you're thinking of, like yeah. ICP and Twisted. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We we like to joke about shows how much I know. <laughs> we like to joke about how we're trying to get in on that. Yeah, yeah. I like, work with a guy who keeps asking me if I'm going to go see them because the stampede. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I tell him no, no. And you know what? The bottom line, and I feel this way about a lot of bands, is <laughs> ICP is what they are. I've met some yeah. really nice juggalos. Oh, yeah. That, like, I came to the realization one day, I was like, what's the difference between me wearing a Blink shirt and listening to Blink and right. someone wearing a Hatchet Man shirt? And the only reason the Hatchet Man has a negative connotation is because of the dumbasses that fucking. Yeah, to make, make it a bad name yeah. for everybody else. And then there's the fucking Blink 182 people who, you know, there's there's some. Blink-182 people, I'm sure. There, yeah. There, there's a couple that... I love Blink-182, yeah. like, you know. Yeah. And I could name a couple <laughs> people, but I'm not going to. That's fair. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, no, there there have been some real asshats. <laughs> I yeah. just don't yeah. like the, like Blink-182. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, oh, I only crazy. like Dude Ridge. <laughs> dude. Buddha? Buddha. Buddha or die. Yeah. But... Yeah, so, I mean... Tech Nine. <laughs> yeah, Tech Nine. Um, back to our... I mean, as far He's as... He's got like, a very unique voice. I, I admire that about yeah. him. Like, I don't know much about him, but I've heard of, uh, you know, a couple of his songs. He's got a very unique voice. Yeah, you could tell it's him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you know? You and, know who had really good instrumentation? Who's that? If you go back and listen to Tupac... Yeah. He has a song called... Fuck all y'all. Yes. And the guitar <laughs> playing in it. Like, he had a lot of good guitar, good beats, fucking. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just, it was cool. Crazy. Yeah. But, yeah, no. Our our, our practices, they. they <laughs> yes, back, we back to our bands. <laughs> back to our bands. We're going to have to start a podcast that branched off of this podcast where we talk shit about. <laughs> talk. Mic. Mike Schrader part two. Yeah, Mike Schrader part two. Um, but no, I mean, our, our practices, they tend to um, be, we, we go through like our track list because we still at this point only have the one EP. Mm-hmm. So like the first hour, it'll be like just us, like just kind of tweaking and you know that. Yeah. Second hour, if we're not writing something new, it'll be like stupid covers that we'll never let the public see. Oh um, yeah, we do like, that too. Uh, you know how many times we played like Break Stuff by Limp Biscuit? No, but that's it, awesome. It's like if you're because we play in drop C, drop tuning. You do? Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, dude. If I fail, is in drop C mm-hmm. too. 
Yeah, and so it's it's just the power chords turn into bar chords, and so they're really yeah. they're it's just one finger. Um, but break stuff by Limp Biscuit. It's the first fret as a bar chord, mm-hmm. and then an open like fifth string. So it's like dun it. Oh yeah. Dun it. And then Clint, our other vocalist, and that's usually when he'll jump in. It's just one of those days. That's funny. <laughs> See, we usually play uh like nineteen eighty five by bowling for Yeah. Um I learned how to play that Walk the Moon song, the Shut, Shut up, up and dance. dance. Yeah. Um, I really, really, really want us to start covering Stacy's mom. Yeah. So don't take that from me. We won't. No. Don't uh, take that from <laughs> me. Um, no, we uh, when we first started, and there's a cover like we we do play, but we don't. We're not gonna play it live just because mm-hmm. it it sounds really weird. Yeah. When we cover it. What is it? Uh, Teenage Dirtbag. Oh my god, weenus. that was like the second one that I wanted to. Start yeah. Playing. It's hard to do with all electric instruments. It is. But I love it. well cuz you Especially have that, since like, we play in drop C. Just go in 16. Yeah. Yeah. And it's I love that. Bec- song, so. Yeah, it's it's it, but when that chorus hits when we play it drop C chorus <laughs> it just yeah. hits. But um I got no. two tickets to Iron Maiden, baby. <laughs> That's the rough part too. Um yeah, usually I don't sound like this raspy. Yeah. Um, I was I got sick last week and I'm still getting my voice back. Um, but no, there'd be times where like if you hear uh, our first song, "Send Dudes," on mm-hmm. on uh, the EP, it's it starts with me like again, like I can't do it now. But <laughs> like we were just messing around so much in the studio that there were so many like little song clips that Taylor would be like, "We're just throwing it in there." Yeah. And at the end of the song, like Norris screams, he, and so we're gonna, we're uh, we're writing now, and I've personally just like been thinking in the back of my head, like what are gonna be those like little, like quips that you hear, yeah. like what was the one, on your third episode, uh, where oh when where he did it in one right? take. Yes, yeah. he did a one take. He was like, "That was so hard." And you had like the if wheezy laugh, stuff like there. that. <laughs> oh fuck! It was so <coughs> funny because, like I said, he was a quiet dude and like he was super skinny, right? And he had like long <laughs> hair and he's going like this and fucking singing all in one take. And I'm gyrating, dying <laughs> on the fucking couch. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah you do. You do a great Tom DeLonge, by the way. An Me? epic stand. Yeah. Oh, fuck, dude. Yeah, man. <laughs> You add that, you add that, like, California. (laughs) Where are you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like at every point, like, anybody that started a band that's been inspired by Blink-22 has at least tried that. Yeah. After that band. You went all out. dropped (laughs) Blink-22. You went all out, and it it worked, because I was like, Epic Stan could kill it. (laughs) You know, a good thing that Blink did was kind of showed bass players like hey you can play chords and yeah. you can make fucking bass lines that are like lead yeah. lines so. exactly and they that's the one thing i think we've taken from blink 182 mm-hmm. as far as influence because if you listen to charlie horse it, it sounds like newfound glory four years strong yeah. like you know that the the easy core that people are falling into yeah now. um i love it i think you guys are 
uh, I think you guys are like super tight, which like that you guys almost remind me of like pop punk meets you blew it a little bit. Yeah. You like you blew it. Yeah. It's, I don't know. For some reason <laughs> I always think you blew it with balls. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I love you, Blewett. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I do too. And that's what the funny thing is each one of the band members has a different musical taste. Like yeah. I I personally, I'm a lyric guy. Mm-hmm. I love brand new. Well, love. It's it's a complicated relationship. He likes you. Jesse Lacey. I, I like the other guys more. Um, <laughs> that's why I'm like, shit. Damn it, Jesse. Um, you know what? It's fair because you fall in love with music and it's hard to just say, well, I don't love it anymore. Unless maybe you like Takashi 6 9 which was a fucking mistake to begin with. <laughs> Fuck Takashi 6 9 I don't give a shit if he sees this. <laughs> but, yeah, and I, I mean, not, like Manchester Orchestra is another huge one mm-hmm. that I'm into. Um, Clint... He's into, you know, more of like the citizen real friends. Mm, um, yeah. Uh, you know, the more emotional pop punk that comes yeah. out of it. But he's also into like Post Malone. And yeah. um, Post Malone. I got respect for him. Yeah. I, 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 there's a lot of songs that he does that I'm not. At our e- Phantom EP release show, yeah. I. So we couldn't decide on what cover we were going to do. So I played the first verse and chorus to Don't Look Back in Anger by Oasis by myself. And the chords were basically the same for um, I Fall Apart. I Fall Apart, yeah. Yeah, so I (laughs) I did Don't Look Back in Anger and then like hit a chord and then started with the she told me that I so yeah. I respect him, but, but yeah, but no, yeah, it's it's just so weird how the sound gets developed. Yeah, and this is like the first project where I didn't just write everything. Yeah, like I mean the instrumentals, I'll generally organize them. I'll write the guitar parts. Mm-hmm. Um, Norris rewrites his drum parts. I'll like I go through like FL Studio guitar yeah. and everything, and write like just a general drum part, and then he's mm-hmm. like, "Cool, thanks," but that um <laughs> and then uh lyrically we all just we sit in a car and we do it all together in a car just in a car and listen to the song like the instrumental on repeat that's pretty bad and we all play a role in that the is something i've never heard of right and that's that's it's such a new thing because i was like all right well if we're gonna be a band if i'm gonna do the whole band thing again we all have to mm-hmm. you know, pitch in We've all got something to talk about. Let's yeah. just talk about it. That was hard for me when I yeah. started the backseaters because it was all me on those yeah. recordings. And like when it came to sharing that, it was like giving an arm and a leg of yeah. my baby away. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's, it is rough. I'm glad I did. But yeah. And yeah. It, it, it panned out very well. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was telling him before the podcast started. Um, you didn't tell me shit. The, so the Phantom EP, just terrible. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> no, I was saying that it. What was it? If Angels and Airwaves made a cure. baby with the Cure, and then they were deemed unfit to raise a child, and the baby was given to just Jared Leto's voice, not Jared Leto himself, but just Jared Leto's voice. See, I've never heard that before. Yeah. Anything. It, I think it's in Wander. You sound most like Jared Leto. 
Okay, I could see. And I love Jared Leto's voice. Yeah. Great singer. Mm-hmm. I, I'll always remember it as the guy with the fucked up face from Fight Club, but whatever. Yeah. Um, and then... Married Turnover. And then Married Turnover's album Peripheral Vision later on in life. That's, That's what a stacked f- compliment. Yeah, dude, and it's... it's I'll add more to it. I'll add distant relatives. But as of right now, like that was like the first thing I said. I was like, I can listen to this whole EP and I want to just like float in a pool. Like I, I was telling Jake that every night this week, cause you know, we, I got invited to the podcast and I was like, well, I got to study all the backseaters and I'm yeah. really glad I did because it's like, I fall asleep to it every night and it's not because it's boring. Yeah, but it's no. just because it's like a vibe that it gives off, and it's yeah. just like, all right, yeah. okay. That actually, Chill. like, <coughs> I don't know what to say, just because that, that means a lot <laughs> to me. Like, that is the best compliment that I have heard since we released it. So I'm glad to hear so it. so much. Yeah. yeah and I, just, it blows my mind. And you did. he did not even offer me money to say that. I just did it on my own. I ain't got no money to offer. <laughs> um but yeah, it, it's good stuff. We're we're stoked to uh, to share the stage with yeah. backseaters. Definitely. Yeah. Not just we're gonna continue to share the stage. We're gonna keep sure. doing that. Yes. It feels good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> feels good. We're feels right. Keep doing that. It feels good. Yep. So we'll rile them up, and then you you just calm them down for the ride home. That's what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Or we go before you. And they start to nod off, and then you guys Go really pack a punch. <laughs> you know, like, have you ever been, like, falling asleep, like, in a chair or, like, on a desk or whatever, uh-huh. and then, like, the tiniest little noise, little... like, makes every hair on your body <laughs> yeah. stand up, and it just pisses you off? Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> we'll be that tiny little noise that just pisses you off. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best compliment we've ever gotten. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> no. Charlie Horse, if you haven't already listened to him, they're fucking dope. Thank we you. We played two shows together? It was yes. two shows at 38 yes. State, right? Yes. We've yeah. never had the opportunity to play with Backseaters because yeah. you were with If I Fail. That's right. When we played. Guitar once and then drums. I think I mentioned at the second show that every time I've seen you play live, you're on a different instrument. That's true. Yeah. I remember you saying that. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what, what, what are you doing? Because <laughs> I was like, first it was guitar, then it was the drums, but then you started singing and helping. And <laughs> yeah, I, I don't fucking know, dude. Yeah, but it's it's been fun, and we're, um, especially with the new stuff we're writing, uh, just with the the most recent events that have happened, it was a really, um, really big punch to the gut that if it wasn't real before, it's got to be real now. Yeah. Um, and our, our writing has just gotten so it has showed more vulnerability than it ever has. And we're, we're excited to show everybody, which may be at the benefit we might be playing a new song. We might be playing a new song. That's the thing, though. It's it's so new that not all of it's written yet. Yeah. But we've been jamming it, and we love it. And um, it's a it's a song that Colin, um, who 
if you haven't caught on, had recently passed away. He was going to be on the song with us. Uh, but unfortunately, that's not going to happen. But it it just feels right to kind How of... How many people do you think wanted him on one of their songs? Oh, my God. Anybody that went to an If I Fail yeah. show? <laughs> I would fucking... Yeah. There, I, I'm willing to bet that there were a lot of people that saw them live and saw how much fun that, um, you know, they had, you had, and yeah. and just kind of just, I, I'm sure, a thought crossed their head that like maybe I should start a band. That would be dope. Yeah. Actually, okay, I can say this. Yeah. So when we played, we played at the Black Sheep. And mm-hmm. I can't remember which time, but like, you know, when I played guitar, how I'd pull the guitar up yeah. and go back and forth. I'm too chubby well, to do that. Well, <laughs> when I'm not in a little cubby, like at 38 stage, yeah. I'd go much crazier. And a kid came up to me after we played and he said, this is my first concert I've ever been to. And Dude. that was amazing. And I want to start playing. That guitar. is so cool. He actually told me that. Dude, so that is so cool. I can say that that's happened. Whether or not he started playing guitar, I don't know. But like, the find fact Jake, he, kid. Yeah. Hey, kid. Here I am. Find the guy. Here I am. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's gotta be crazy yeah. to hear. I totally I forgot about that. And the <laughs> fact that that was his first show, I was like, damn, right. way cooler than Avril Lavigne. Right. And you know the same way that Billy Joe from Green Day influenced the way things I dress in. Yeah. I'm going to influence people to wear like just crappy ass hoodies and see I'm wearing Fred. <laughs> I wear Fred Perry live because Brian Fallon from the Gaslight Anthem <laughs> yeah. wears Fred mm-hmm. Perry the problem with that is it's uh, like a hundred dollars for a polo yeah. so mm-hmm. that's hard he's but styling yeah. anyway back to calling <laughs> vocals and like I know that I talked about them on episode three, but seriously, if you haven't already checked out If I Fail, their new EP is incredible. Mm -hmm. They have a song called No Love Son that just fucks me up. Mine is uh, Found at the Bottom of Lookout Mountain. Yeah, that song. Fuck, (laughs) dude. And then, like, even Undesirable, that EP has one of my favorite, (laughs) my favorite If I Fail acoustic. Uh, acoustic. Uh, acoustic. acoustic loud and clear and uh say hello to johnny cut corners yep and uh fucking what's the last one on there love not sweetest the kiss oh oh dude sweetest kiss <laughs> and then even their first ep welcome legion this is war uh, if you haven't frozen's mine frozen is a good song uh but if you haven't listened to if i fail you're fucking up kid <laughs> yeah yeah, and it's, it, as you mentioned, it, it has been rough to listen to, but I'm glad we have yeah. the opportunity to. Definitely. Because it's it's, so, it, it, it perfect swung song, you know? It, it and I kind of said this, Taylor and Hannah and I talked about it, like, if that EP is, it's kind of like... Uh, <laughs> It's, it's almost like it just, I don't know. Dude. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's that's how I looked the first yeah. time that I listened to it. I was just like, you got to be shitting me. Like, yeah. this is so good. Well, and I heard the demos and like, yeah. and like. The, <laughs> well, you had to play it, right? Yeah. <laughs> but the mix is like, even 
before everything happened yeah that song no love son yeah was like already like fucking hitting me hard and then uh yeah and then they played it at um the the wake afterwards and i went up there with all of them and they started playing it and i just i fucking lost it yeah during that and it was fucking hard, but like you said, I am glad that we have that piece of him, that we uh-huh. all have so much darkly. Uh-huh. Uh, my favorite shirt to wear, and I wear it every time I know I'm going out in public and people are going to see it, is <laughs> yeah. the Welcome to Colorado, Now Leave. Yes. With the revolver. Yes. That's my favorite <laughs> shirt to wear. Um, but yeah, I, I'm just honored that i got to play music with him and hang out with him um i don't know if i told you this but when i went on tour with him yeah uh for three weeks i tied his shoes for him oh yeah because he told me to and (laughs) i just did and there was sometimes it went super smooth and then sometimes i'd like go to start tying him and he'd go Ow, motherfucking! Kick his foot up and almost kicked me in the face. Holy shit! Um, and I told his dad that I was like, I tied his shoes for three weeks straight, <laughs> even when he almost kicked me in the face. Wow! But uh, I'm honored that I got to tie his shoes. Yeah, yeah, man. He. Uh, <laughs> it was funny. Like I bought, I I showed up to that last show at 38 State, mm-hmm. and I. You know, he was, like, putting all the merch out and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, how much cash do I have? So I, like, checked. And I was like, all right, dude, what can I get for, like, 15 bucks? And he's just like, what do you want? <laughs> like, yeah. it was just like, what do you want? And I was like, well, you don't have a shirt in my size. So I, like, bought I bought sunglasses and I bought a little squirt gun that said if I fail on it. That was my favorite part of every set we played when he was like, Head over to the merch table. We got shirts. We got glasses. And he would always say this every single show. And we got some motherfucking squirt guns (laughs) every single show. Right. I had it like in my back. Like I'm strapped up. And, you know, I was trying to save it to the show. But I just kept messing with it. And it like ended up getting jammed. But I still wear the glasses. Like those glasses are still like my primary pair of glasses. David wears. Yeah. Like just the pink ones that say if I fail inside. And... Um, it was like a couple days before, um, before the accident, but, um, he was on the road and I was like, I was about to post this picture. I was just like trying to think of the way to phrase it, but I was just like, good thing I don't have the sun in my eyes while I'm crying and listening to if I fail, like, (laughs) but you know, it was, he's a, he's a huge reason that Charlie horse is still around just because he, he really, uh, kicked our asses into being motivated and working harder so Definitely. we're uh we're happy that too. yeah yeah and we're we're happy that we get to share the stage with everybody and kind of celebrate that and um some people we do know and some people we don't but yeah. everybody's there for the you same get same reason know. yep yeah. so and my favorite thing i mean for the people who haven't heard me say it is like the most beautiful thing he did that I had never experienced until I started playing with him and like hanging out with them all the time is like telling your friends that you love them. 
Yeah. And he would always say, I love you. You're my brother. Right. And like everybody in that scene, there's no fucking handshakes. Everything is right. hugs. Hugs, you know dude. I mean, like, and I had never experienced that before because like all the, you know, a lot of, I mean, maybe with like one or two friends, but a lot of like the other groups of friends I had, right. it was all just, oh, it was a, all right, see you later. But like, later, bud. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> like hanging out with him and like every time, you know, you left, it was like, all right, dude, I love you. See ya. Yeah. And it was just like, I think that is the most beautiful right. thing he did for that whole scene. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he, we would joke about it all the time. Like, why didn't we start kicking it years ago? we would be like living together now. Like, yeah. like every, and we got to, we saw each other very rarely. We talked mostly like over like Facebook or something mm -hmm. like that. Um, but every time we got together, it was, I've never interacted with somebody like an acquaintance. Yeah. Like I've interacted with Colin because yeah. for as rarely as I got I to see I don't think anybody him, did. Right. And it was, it was hard not to just fully like, take him in and then fully give yourself back. Yeah. So it was, he, uh, if I take anything from Colin, I hope it's that. It's yeah. just that, that welcoming vibe. Yeah. Cause he, I mean, I don't think he judged anybody mm. or like wouldn't talk to anybody. I mean, unless they were a fuck to him. Right. Like, when we, the last time we played in Colorado Springs was at some, I can't remember what the place was called, but he was like, yo, the Springs doesn't fuck with us. And I was like, really? Because, like, sometimes Colin would exaggerate a little bit. <laughs> and he was like, they're probably all going to walk out when we play. And I was like, mm, I bet not. And then we get on, we start playing, and everybody who was in there fucking left the building. Wow. And then came back in after we were done. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. and he, I mean, even after that, like, people who, like, said, you know, apologize to him or anything, like, he just so accepting. Yeah. And, like, that's, I'll, I take that away, right. too. And he, I mean, our very first show that we played at 38th State, um, we opened, and he was, he, like, and so we're nervous. I mean, we practice these songs, like, day in, day out, mm -hmm. you know, by ourselves, and then once a week with the band. And he comes up to me, and he's like, make sure you promote If I Fail, because all these people are here for you. And I was like, I fucking hope not. Like, <laughs> I was like, nobody knows who we are. And he's just like, well, they're all here for you. And of course, you know, and then you you guys go on and everybody just goes ape shit. But you know, it was just like such like you know, like big like come on, go. You, know, yeah. you got this, you're good. <laughs> well and he I mean, and we're all the same way, like Marcus, Ian, like uh -huh. we never thought that we were any better than anybody right. else or didn't talk to people like um there's a band we played with at the Moon Room, and I'll tell you after this. Okay. Just because there's more of a potential that they will see this. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they, we tried to talk to them, mm -hmm. and they didn't give us the time of day. Wow. Yeah, and they're signed to No Sleep, I think. But, <coughs> um, yeah, they never, like, 
I, I always said and thought that Colin was famous. I'd say he's yeah. fucking famous, and he gave everyone yeah. the time of day, and his actual words would be, I ain't shit. I ain't shit. <laughs> I ain't shit. <laughs> but uh, yeah. 450 people at his funeral. He, he shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. that's that's what I'm hoping with this benefit, too, is just we're expecting an outpour. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. So uh, what are you listening to these days? Ooh. Everything. I mean, yesterday I... So when I went to listen to your podcast yesterday, the third episode, thank with all you your for music, that, by the way, of course, for checking it out, of course, and thank you. Um, <laughs> Subscribe. <laughs> um, but no, I like I just loaded it. I I still use an iPod, and I loaded it on the iPod. I got one sitting right over there. Right on. Right on. But I uh, loaded it on the iPod, and I went to a parking lot, and I just listened to it because that's the only way I'll focus on it, and. But on the way home, I started listening to, like, I just put it on shuffle, and the Bare Naked Ladies came on. Dude, I like Bare Naked Dude, and I, like, I parked at my apartment, and I, like, I was like, dude, one week is, like, oh yeah, mad flow, dude. Yeah. So, <laughs> I was like, I was like, I gotta learn this. I wanna cover this. So I, like, pulled up the lyrics. I'm like, that's not gonna happen. That's a lot of Dude, and, movies. yeah, and so, yeah, I went on Facebook, and I was like, you think Eminem's got flows? You ever heard One Week by Bare Naked Ladies? Yeah. Um, if but, I had a million dollars, something about that song makes me happy every time I it's, listen to it. It's that guitar riff. Like, or that, the guitar riff, the uh, organ, piano, or whatever. <laughs> how joyfully he talks about craft dinner. Yeah. <laughs> but we would but Because <laughs> it's delicious. Um, but no, besides the backseaters... Um, Speaking of guitar riffs, Ground Up. Yeah? That riff is stuck in my head constantly. Which one? The, uh, the, the chorus one. Yes, yes. But, um, yeah, that... Um, I started going back to the older stuff I liked, like um, Manchester Orchestra. Um, right now, I've been really diving into... You, heard the the hotelier yeah yeah that there's uh home like no places there album i love that oh album. my god the second song on there i can never uh the cut our roofs left the umbilical yeah. yeah and then your deep rest your deep rest oh, i called god. it sick oh my god yeah um Damn. i went a couple weeks ago i like went on like genius the lyric site mm-hmm. and like just like you know how they have the meanings and everything. Yeah. <laughs> just imploded on yeah. myself. But yeah, um like I said I'm into more of the uh the lyrical stuff. It doesn't always have to be like melodically aesthetic unless it's backseaters cuz you just kind of get best of both worlds. Wait, you're saying we're not lyrical? No, that's what I'm saying. You get the melodic oh, okay, and you okay. get the lyrical. I've missed that somehow, my bad. <laughs> what, uh, I asked Bailey about this before you got here, but what do you think about Ben Gibbard as a songwriter? <sighs> Great. He, thank you. Yes. <laughs> Friends. Yeah. Did he, did he ever call you back about being, fuck no. 
Hey, Ben, I still love you. I know you'll get this. Yeah, he'll get it. You know. <laughs> Just at the end of every week. Next week, tune in for Ben Gibbard. And then always, welcome. always open up the show with, well, Ben canceled. So we've got this guy instead. Yeah. <laughs> the... Until you got until this blows up and then you actually have Ben Gibbard on and then and it's just gonna be me then you have to answer for your years of then, fuckery yeah yeah <laughs> I'll be like why didn't you call <laughs> hey I, I reached out to you in 2018 yeah that dude is an inspiration yeah he, oh my God. have you listened to their new album I haven't had a chance to like sit down and listen to it though um what was the last one that they had um. The one that had Kintsugi. Ghost of Beverly Hills on it? Yeah, Kintsugi. Yeah. Yeah. That one? So good. Fire. But the new one, you need to listen to a song called Your Hurricane. Okay. And the last song on the album is called 60 and Punk. Okay. And it's amazing. It's okay. like mostly just piano and vocals. That's fine. And then like a little bit of drums in it yeah. as well. But uh, yeah, their new album is pretty, pretty I'll, fucking I'll badass. It. Yeah, because I think that one's on the list because I went from, basically, long story short, I went from two cars and then my car got totaled by the hail. So now we're down to a one car that does not do anything but have CD player. But right. I got the auxiliary port working now, so the iPod's good to go. There so I'm go. catching up on everything. Is it the like tape player one? No, it's like in the middle console. You like lift it up and there's what like kind a of car is it? It's a 2006 Scion TC. Oh, okay. But you lift it up and it's got an auxiliary port in the console. Damn. And it was all fuzzy and crap, but I fixed it. So. See, I detail cars and I think the stupidest design. I can't remember what cars they are. In the trunk, there's a CD thing that you pop out and you can put five CDs in it, but it's in the trunk. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But great segue because I wanted to ask you, how do you feel about music streaming services? <sighs> From the perspective of a consumer, great. Okay. Love it. Yeah. From the perspective of a band, could be better. <laughs> yeah. Um, Instead of getting paid one thousandth of a uh, right, cent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's usually why I, you know, refer people to like Bandcamp and stuff is because, yeah. you know, it's hard to get people to go to fucking Bandcamp. I, <laughs> mo that's where most of ours came from. Yeah, and well, that's the only place where the mailboxes EP is. Yeah, with yeah. cinema on it. Yeah, and uh, the funny part about like our last EP was it blew up in Australia. For real? Like, over half of what America did. Do you use CD, baby? Uh, we use TuneCore. Oh, okay. And that shows you where. Yeah. Okay. And Australia, like, was very, very abnormal as far as the stats. Yeah. So we're just like, Australia, we're coming. <laughs> Hold <That's> up. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, as, as a consumer, um, you know, as a listener... Spotify and Apple Music and everything, they're great. It is cool, like, just because you hear of shit. Because, like, it's it's harder, <laughs> but it's easier. Like, as you get older, you're not going to, like, I didn't 
towards the end of Warped Tour, I didn't go to the last two years. Yeah. I went for fucking nine years straight. But, wow. Um, I don't know. I just feel like as you get older, you find less bands. Yeah. And I don't know. For me. I, I, I think you're just... I don't know what it is either. I know what you're talking yeah. about, but I also don't know what it is. Well, <laughs> funny. Ben Gibbard said that he feels like... And apparently there was some study that like when you're... Um, you stop really craving finding new music like mm-hmm. that when you're like 18 to 20. Right. I think Ben said it. Yeah. And it's, I could see that just cause yeah. you found the music that you like Yeah, and then those bands don't keep making the same sounding music. So you're like, yeah. screw it. It's all nostalgia now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I like it. There's on rare occasion, I'll find a new band new music mm-hmm. through streaming services i would say i more find them on like youtube personally yeah just like the recommended if you like this and you know yeah. um as a band though <laughs> if it's i heard that that's how you gotta play ball right exactly and it's it's like Seeing how many people have purchased your stuff is great. Mm-hmm. Seeing how much you actually get from that, which is, it, in most cases, it's not about the money. Yeah. But it would help. It would help it with would the next nice. recording or, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. So, do you, so you have your EP. Yeah. Do you have physical copies? Not yet. Are you going to? I think so. Okay. Yes. You yeah. still do you buy physical copies oh, yeah. of CDs? Still? Yeah. Oh yeah. Good. Good. Yeah, that's. I think you mentioned that in the third episode. Yeah. Um. Fucking please keep buying CDs. Yeah, yeah. Because there's so much more to it than just the CD itself. You get to see exactly what the artist wanted you to see in that little booklet on the artwork. Exactly. Within the panels, everything was put together for you to experience it. Yeah. So it, it kind of takes from the experience if you just download a collection of songs and listen to it on your phone or whatever. Well, like Which is great. Phantom EP, um, I'll, I have to give you one when you bounce out of here. Yes. But we got artwork made for all four For each tracks. one, yeah. Yeah. That's what you were saying. So, I mean, like, if you don't buy the physical copy, you miss it. You kind of miss out on that, yeah. Yeah. And it's like... It's kind of cool for the select few that still buy the CDs because it's like we're part of this secret group that yeah. got to experience this portion. so many CDs. Right. I think it was um, California, Blink-182 is mm-hmm. newer one. I bought that one. And I remember I downloaded it when it leaked. I bought it on iTunes because I felt bad for downloading it when it leaked. Mm-hmm. And then I went to Target, saw it there, and bought it again. So I bought it like three times. Like I owned it like three times. I've done that with a couple <laughs> albums yeah. for sure. Yeah, but. Except for mine go uh, iTunes, CD, and then vinyl. Yeah. So I end up paying that band $35, 40 <laughs> yeah, for, yeah. for a $10 collection of songs. Exactly. <laughs> but you know what? Death Cab, uh, Brian Fallon, Gaslight Anthem, all fucking worth it. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, and I mean, I'll, I'll use. I guess that's that's why I like streaming services because I can use that to gauge what CDs I buy. Yeah, um, it's like a taste test. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, you know, in this day and age, you're like, oh god, what did people do back then? 
They didn't even know if they'd like the CD, and they bought it. Dude, I used to go to Twist and Shout, and there's actually one specific time me and my fiancé went, Mm -hmm. and uh, I was like, we should just pick up a random album, just (laughs) looking at the artwork or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, of a band we don't know. And I got an album by a band called I Can Make a Mess Like Nobody's Business. And like, it was fucking good. Yeah. I forget what she picked up, but it was I did a that shit. with a band called Biffy Claro. Oh my Dude. god! Only Revolutions. That it was that CD. I can't remember which one it is, but the when we collide, we come together. It's on Only Revolutions. I know that it is. Okay. But yeah, no, it's it's like the one with like I think some kid running with balloons or something. Yeah. But yeah, no, that one. And then I don't know if you've heard anything that came after. Mm-mm. It's just as good. Really? Oh my god. Damn. It's it's like it it had that as odd as it sounds. Biffy Claro, when I was writing the Charlie Horse EP, like the instrumentals, mm-hmm. they played a pretty big role. Yeah. Like, and I didn't know it until after I was done. But I was like, there's a lot of Biffy Claro influences here. Yeah. And they're just like this random ass band from I don't know what country that just totally rocks and that's another one that's lead guitarist is the vocalist and i have no idea how he does it yeah you know (laughs) as far as like albums like that go uh i also used to go to second spin a lot yeah and i just remember (coughs) me and colton were gonna drive to second spin just because like Mm -hmm. you know i was gonna buy something and on the way there i look up because I love the Gaslight Anthem so right. much, and I just wanted to, I looked up who sounds like the Gaslight Anthem, and two bands came up, The National and The Hold Steady. The National, and, like, and well, there was one Hold Steady song that I, like, played. Stuck in Between Stations? Maybe. I don't know. Off of Boys and Girls in America? Possibly. I but, cannot remember. I'd have to like listen to every yeah. single whole city song to find out. But um, yeah, no, them and the national, the national is gut wrenching. Dude, Holy High crap. Violet is one of my favorite albums. Mm-hmm. Like I can listen to it all the way through. Right. Along with the new story so far, by the way. I haven't even tried. Really? Like I'm, I'm scared to. You're either. I hear mixed love it. things. It's my yeah. favorite story so far album. Is it? Okay. But you're either going to love it or you're going to be like, what is this fucking dog shat? (laughs) Shat. Bring back under soil and dirt. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's. Total toss up. That's exactly all. That's all of the reviews I've heard about it. Yeah. It's either it's my favorite or it's complete shit. (laughs) Yeah. So. Keep buying CDs. Yes. Stop buying tapes. Honestly, I. That shit is pointless. Tapes <laughs> never sounded good. Vinyl, good. Yeah. Tapes, shit. Right. Like, stop making tapes. I buy all the cassettes so I can transfer them to CD. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what everybody did. How are you playing them? I like, don't know. That's have, like an old rare. ass car. Like, yeah. <laughs> at least with vinyl, you can still buy record players, but nobody's fucking. Like, who has. A tape player. Go get a new car and then get a tape player installed in it yeah. somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking the back of the store at uh, Radio Sh- Do they have Radio Shack? Radio Shack. I don't think it's around anymore. Car Toys. Car Toys. That's a good one. The if back of the fucking yeah. 
dusty box <laughs> in the back. The, the car back. radio museum where it's only you can yeah. only find. <laughs> and they walk up like a like when you get a video <coughs> game at Target or whatever, and they have to walk up, unlock it out of the case, <laughs> and grab it for you. Yeah. Oh. Sorry, this is the last one in existence, so you have to be very gentle. Yeah. <laughs> but I I agree with you about the streaming thing, like. It's it's nice when you're not sure about an album and stuff. Right. Um, and, like, I use YouTube a lot, mm-hmm. too. Like, the funny thing about you saying peripheral vision and YouTube, like, in the same conversation, right. is before or when peripheral vision came out, somebody told me that that album reminded them of Title Fight's Hyperview. Okay. Which... I hated that album. Right. I didn't like it at all. I had it described to me as 90s soft rock. That's better. Right. I mean, Hyperview, and so I avoided it. Right. I was like, not interested. And then I was in a YouTube, you know, hole one day. (laughs) And then I came across Dizzy on the Come Down, and the rest was history. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Yeah, there's, there's, that's why I like YouTube is because it'll show you what you've been sleeping on. Definitely. <laughs> and then you get stoked. It's like, sweet, the album's already out. <laughs> yeah. And they have three more that sound just like it. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> um, let's see. Who would you say, oh, sorry, Play big fancy. influences for Charlie Horse are? Ooh. Creed, no. Um, Nickelback. Yeah, Creed, Nickelback, Daughtry. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, there's... I mean, you guys all listen to it. Yeah, we all listen to different stuff, and Real Friends is a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, that, I think, is the one that we all kind of mesh on. Mm-hmm. Um, I... Because of the hotelier, uh, a lot of our new stuff is a little bit more that I'm working with. It yeah. may not come out in public. It may not see the light of day, but um, I'm noticing a lot of influence from that. Um, Newfound Glory, just a lot of the older like 2000s pop yeah. punk bands. Yeah. Um, when we were recording with Taylor, we have a song called Fibers, and there's a riff that turned it from a pop punk song to a song you'd hear in the beginning of an American Pie movie. Really? Yeah. Like, you could, like, we were listening to it, and um, Taylor was just like, yeah, I could just picture, like, a group of guys, like, this is our year, our senior year, we're going to make it, you know. Um, And so it, it, you know, and that's, we've noticed a lot of people mention that, and so we kind of brought that, back without intentionally doing it so yeah. we're just going to kind of write out it you know write it out and see where it goes sounds badass yeah <laughs> but yeah I mean the most common one I think would either be Real Friends or Newfound Glory I have a video on my phone because my buddy went to Warp Tour this last year because it was yeah. like the last, the last one. one yeah and I loved Real friends when they had their two EPs <coughs> out, and yeah. then they put their album out, and I just like, I kind of fell off of them, 
And mm-hmm. that's all I said. But my buddy, when I told him, he was drunk and he got mad. Yeah. And then he thought I said, I hate real friends. So I just kind of <laughs> started saying, I hate real friends. Well, he runs into Dan, the lead singer of Real Friends, oh. the Warp Tour, tells him, and they make a video to send to me, and Dan's going, fuck you. <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> fuck you, Jake. <laughs> I don't so. love you anymore. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, their, their new album, they recorded it with uh, Jeremy from Data Remember. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, they recorded it at his studio. Nick Deep should have done that again because their new album Neck Deep blew on the new one. Yeah. But that last one was dope. Just between... So, just curious. Yeah. From the outside, that music video... Yeah. And In Bloom... Yeah. Pretty fucking similar, huh? Pretty... pretty yeah. Yeah. They... By the time the album came out, they'd released like three-fourths of the album already. Through oh, music yeah. videos. Yeah. And yeah, in Bloom, I loved it. But then when the album came out, I was like, that was the it's peak. the best song. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, the lyrics got so bad. Right. I just feel like it wasn't heartfelt. And they right. probably did it too soon. Right. And Life's Not Out to Get You. Yeah. Banger. Like, yeah. That, was a good album. that one, I, I think, and I was just thinking that too when you brought up influences. I was like, we actually were really into that album when we started mm-hmm. writing. So, um, yeah, let's we'll throw Neck Deep in there. <laughs> it's crazy listening to your own releases and going, oh, yeah, I remember when I wrote that song, I was listening I was trying to, to be this the... band a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Like the Mailboxes EP, I was only listening to the Gaslight Anthem and the Hold Steady. Right. And, I mean, you listen to music and it, there's a lot of derivative stuff, especially, I mean, with your own your, obviously knew what you're into mm-hmm. but um yeah i mean as long as people can identify what that is it's all yeah. it, you know well and there's been times too where i i hear a song and i go i love this song i want to write a song like this and i go in and like obviously i have my own guitar <laughs> part off. and like <laughs> i'm not gonna lie there's been times where i go into the studio and like i hear the structure i play a different drum part yeah but hear the structure do the drums and then the guitar part and it it sounds nothing <laughs> like the song that i was thinking of when i got inspired so yeah i mean sounds like a backseater song yeah and then there's like with me personally, because the way I write songs is I'll write it while playing guitar. I'll throw it into like FL Studio, Guitar Pro, whichever I'm feeling more. Mm-hmm. And then creates like a MIDI version of the song so that yeah. everybody can hear it and write to it and everything. Do you do that more than writing all together or is it a mix? Um, usually that first step with the guitar, mm-hmm. um, I'll bring it to the rest of the band. Yeah. Um, I've started encouraging them to bring stuff to me because encourage all you want. Yeah. <laughs> no, our new guitarist Jake, he like he showed up and like once we like officially inducted him, he he was nice. just like cool. Well, I got this part. Yeah. And I was like easy intern. <laughs> um, <laughs> you just you just remember our coffee order and then um but Chris take notes. <laughs> just but um yeah, no, we 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 treat him like a rookie still. Um but so yeah, no. And Chris is he? I'm 24, and I think he said he's like 32. Oh yeah. Yeah. So 
It trips me out, though, because he doesn't look like he's 32. Yeah. It's crazy. RJ yeah, is 27. So he's like, I'm, I'm 25. Clint is like two years younger than us, but me, Norris, and Hans are 25. And, yeah, and it's when we were shopping on Craigslist, like throwing it out there, we're like, I don't want to be the guy that says, hey, no old dudes. Because they're probably seasoned, they know what they're yeah. doing, and but it, I just didn't want anybody who was like, "Hey, my name's Eric. Uh, I was playing in a cover band before this. I opened for um, Kings Leon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We <laughs> played at the Toad Tavern twice a year. <coughs> yeah, right. I just didn't want any of that. And thankfully, Chris has been in bands. He knows what it takes to make right. an album and do all that. Shit. Sweet, so, you got lucky. Yeah. But yeah, no, and it's um, but yeah, he 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 shows me parts that he wrote, and so he brought it to band, and I was like, oh, you're feeling brave, uh, <laughs> but no, and we liked it, and it's yeah. it's something I'm working with now, but um, no, I'll bring a riff or something. That's usually how it starts, and then Norris jumps in on the drums, yeah. Hans sits and waits until I teach him how to play it, uh, you know, and. Um, you know, and it, it kind of builds from that. And then when I go home by myself, I build off that. They criticize it. Yeah. <laughs> Critique is a better word. Yeah. But uh, tell me what they want to do with Make it. Make notes. But um, I put everything all together as far as writing goes. Mm-hmm. Everybody plays a little bit of a role. Yeah. Especially lyrically. Like I said, it's just all of us literally sitting in a car, throwing out ideas, phrases, yeah. See, I can't do that. I have to write all yeah. the lyrics. Yeah. 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 I still, I'll still go on like little, like just solo ventures. Yeah. Just to not stay rusty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And. Well, yeah, I have a whole SoundCloud of solo songs. Yeah. And stuff that just didn't work for the backseater. Yeah. And there's, there's a whole bunch of. good music is. Because <laughs> so. they have bad taste. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, and it's like I've got years and years of lyrics on my phone and a backup in my email. Yep. Everything. So it's, I still go out solo and then save all the good stuff and then everybody else adds to it with me. Yeah. So yeah. That's rad. Yeah, dude. So uh, events coming up? Just uh, the benefit show? The benefit show for now. Um, October 14th. October at Herman's 14th. Hideaway. Herman's Hideaway. Backseaters, Charlie Horse, and other. <laughs> Much more. Much more. Fox Lake, Calfu, other. Uh, As the sky darkens. The burial they're plot. Getting back together. Burial plot. Yeah. Oh yeah, I fucked up. Sorry, Rob. Rob Denver, if you saw this, and I said other instead of uh, the burial plot. That's my bad. <sighs> Disrespect. Sorry. <laughs> I don't mean to. I just suck, okay? I'm just on the suck. I'm on the just added list of Charlie Horses on the Facebook. Yeah, so we're just we're, we're just happy to be there. Um but yeah, uh we've got the benefit show. Um we're really diving into writing the next uh record. You're gonna record with Taylor oh, again. Yeah. yeah. Just makes things easy. Yeah. I gotta stop talking about him. I'm, I'm giving him way right. too much. Way too much press. About. Taylor Hahn, I love you. Right, you need to drop your own business, dude. I can't keep doing all the legwork. Right. 
<laughs> he's gonna hear this. Oh man, if you you have no idea the shit that he dealt with, because I was on one when we recorded yeah. the Phantom EP. Oh, like, man. I don't know if you watched the live that he did when I was recording guitar parts. But I was just talking mad, <laughs> mouthing off the whole time, and like I have outtakes yeah. from the the documentary, of yeah, that probably nobody can ever see because there's some <laughs> fucked up shit in there. Yeah, we would shit uh, that I said. Yeah, we were just assholes <laughs> like, yeah. to each other. Like we we're just like, yeah, Taylor, thanks, you're great, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It was like if we he'll stop giving us good ideas if we talk shit about him. Um, <laughs> Not which, me. He gets pretty blunt with me. Yeah. 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 I talk shit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're probably we're we're gonna end up going back to Taylor, um, and then shows 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 shows. Hell yeah. We're gonna we're gonna be a little bit more proactive about getting out there and playing more songs and different songs and. Yeah. We're What's stoked. crazy is that girl Bailey that was in here before you. Yeah, she was talking about all these shows that she's playing and just named off all these places that I'd never even heard of. <laughs> and like she's got shows there, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, like October twentieth, where I'm gonna be playing this baseball field outside of yeah. <laughs> Oscar Blues. She's playing a uh, place yeah. called that, uh, and sounds dope. The way it's a beer company. It. Yeah, I think in the basement. Like a brewery. Yeah, I don't know. But it sounded fucking cool. Cool. Recording, and then shows, shows, shows. Shows, shows, shows. What what does the future look like for Charlie Horse? Like, what are you guys hoping to do in the coming near future? Um, Well, right now we're putting together merch, Mm -hmm. um, getting some shirts, some cool designs, some... Funny ass designs. Do you I'm have gonna t- already? Uh, not yet. Okay. Um, Are you guys on iTunes and stuff? Yes. Okay. Cool. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, Pandora. We we bought the deluxe package. So nice. as long as I keep paying that subscription, see that you guys will have access. CD baby is one time. Is it? Yeah. Crap. Tune core, you have to pay like monthly or whatever. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, we'll do that then. Yeah. So if you do start a band. Despite the title of this podcast, CD Baby. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, we're working on merch. Hopefully get some physical CDs. Um, I'll have to ask uh, the guys if I feel about their squirt gun guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know there's, there's a squirt gun guy somewhere, and yeah. I just got to find him. Um, He's waiting for business. Yeah, yeah. Um, but as far as the writing, it's... Hitting, um, we're going to try to hit on a more emotional level uh, for us and for everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, the new stuff we're doing is a lot darker, a little bit heavier. Um, still derivative of the first DP, yeah. but definitely a departure. But it'll be catchy, it'll be heavy, and it'll make you cry. Nice. Yeah. That's, That's perfect. That's the plan. That sounds great. Yeah. And shows with backseaters. Yes. Yeah. We will be doing that. <laughs> so, uh, do you want to say anything about the the track that we're going to play here at the end? Um, I believe I sent you Send Dudes. Yeah. 
Yes. So Send Dudes is the the first song we put out. Uh, it's the opener for our EP, the opener for our performances. Um, it's a good overall look at what we are, what we do, what we play, how we write. Um, it's heavy for the people that love heavy, and it's catchy for the people that love catchy. So that's nice. it. <laughs> right on. And you can uh, find Charlie Horse at facebook.com slash Charlie Horse Denver, and then Instagram at Charlie Horse Band. Yes. Yes. Or at your iTunes. local 7-Eleven buying Red Bull. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Right. Or, I mean, energy drink with red and silver can or, yes. and blue. <laughs> Random energy drink. <laughs> energy Unless, drink. Unless Red Bull wants a piece of this. What up, Red Bull? I like your coconut blueberry Ooh. flavor. That shit is. Yeah, I know. I, I was talking to somebody energy. at work. It's coconut berry flavor. Mm-hmm. And I was like, isn't coconut technically a berry? Is it? I guess so. It grows on a tree. I have no idea. Uh, you would think. Dingleberries don't grow on a tree. <laughs> <laughs> it's more a bush berry. Depends on how you look at it. <laughs> Uh, awesome thank you so much for thank you for having me this is fun go listen to charlie horse uh for the listeners of the podcast please enjoy send dudes by charlie horse thank you again
like I do.